Hello and welcome back to Inconvenience Yourself. Sorry for the delay on production, but here we are, episode three. I'm your host, Sean. It's lovely to have you here with me. Um, I actually don't know if anyone's listening, but if you are, hello, (laughs) thank you. Um, This is our third episode, and as the show's title has displayed, I'll be talking about hair today. Yes, all things pertaining to it, or at least some things pertaining to it. So here we are. Um, This is Inconvenience Yourself, the show all about self-sacrifice, suffering, and choosing the harder way. We must remember that the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who find it are many. But the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Let us be the few. Let us choose beyond ourselves. Let us inconvenience ourselves. Let's begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. And may God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, thank you. So I guess I'd like to start with comments about what is hair? Why do we have it? What is it used for? What's the deal with hair, huh? Well, we see um, in our close Uh, relatives, ancestors, you may say, among anthropologists, um, archaeologists, paleontologists, that the monkeys, uh, they have lots of hair all over their body. Um, So why don't we? Well, we look a little deeper, and look, we do have hair all over our body. It's just not as thick. We've got hair on our arms and our legs and everywhere. So why has the thick hair consolidated itself upon the tops of our heads, the underneaths of our arms, and in our pants. Well, let's look at heads, huh? Certainly, our heads are a major source of our uh, life, right? Our brain is right there. Our brain is right there, and uh, in... Both climates, severely hot and severely cold, that brain needs protection. And so in the hot, sunny climates, thick, curly, dark hair is good to keep the sun rays away. Well, in the northern climates, the cold, longer, Hair is is helpful for warmth, right? So these have have developed to protect our brains, huh? Underneath our armpits, right, uh, we see that this is a major source of our sweat, right? This is our sweat glands right here. And so why do we have hair where our sweat glands are, right? We've got lots of sweat on our head and we've got lots of sweat under our arms and sweat in our pants as well. So why do we have hair there? Well, upon this sweat... 
We also release pheromones, and, and hair does a very good job at pushing those pheromones, those, 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 those smells, away from us, out to potential mates, right? Or out to our relatives and kinsmen, so that they may recognize us evolutionarily, I suppose. Right? It's a very good job at it. But, um, but, but what has hair been used for, though, huh? I mean, yes, for warmth. Yes, perhaps for signaling um, mates and signaling relatives, signaling all sorts of people with our smells through our hairs, out from our sweat glands. But what have people done to, to express themselves through it, though, right? Because it's a very, a very unique trait, um, human to human, right? Hair is very unique uh, in its extension and its um, styling and its dealings, I suppose, right? Uh, so people have used it in religious ways, right? Monks certainly shave their heads in certain ways. Um, Ashkenazi Jews shave their heads in certain ways. Uh, many people have beards, right, in certain ways. For their religion, right? And it's, it's in a sense, to express this idea of holiness. Holy means to be set apart, right? And by an expression through our hair, we can be set apart from the rest of society. We can use this this thing that's on everyone hmm, to set us apart in a unique way, right? Whether we shave our head in a certain pattern or we don't shave our head in certain ways or we grow a beard out, right? Oh, and maybe you have a question back, back, back to the why do we have hair there, right? Why do we have beard hair? Hmm? Why do we have eyebrow hair? And I think these two, <clears throat> right, we don't really know um, the beard thing. Um, we believe that the, the the eyebrow thing is 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 to show expression, right? You can show lots of facial expressions through the movements of your eyebrows, right? And beard hair um, shows the edges of 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 your face, right? So it's again a little bit of facial expression. The different movements um, can be seen from far away, also to set people aside or, or apart, right? If you know that that uh, Bobby, he's got a long red beard. You see him across the field. Oh, that's Bobby. Yes. Um, <clears throat> hair has also been used to show identity in, in, in another way. Um, ownership, in a sense, right? I, I think the monks, right, monks or different religious orders show their, their hairstyling shows ownership, but ownership in, in a higher sense. Ownership in a sense of obedience to the high power of God, right? And we're showing that obedience through that hair. But it's also been used um, in a much closer sense to us. In, in, in slaves um, had their heads shaved. Prisoners have had their heads shaved, right, to show a sense of uh, obedience. And the flip side of it, right, rather than to be set apart, shaved head among a large group of people makes them rather equal, right, uh, in concentration, concentration camps or in... Mm. prisons or among slaves throughout history their heads have been shaven to show whether ownership right where you belong to maybe their heads shaved in a certain way so they know you know what farm they're from 
or, or what you know city they're from, or their heads just been shaved totally to show that they are, you know, this conglomeration, right? They've they've been made into this conglomerate, rather than showing their true unique beauty of of a humanity. Right? They've been made to be nothing more than than a part of the mass, right? And that's not the way to go. Huh? And recently, hair has been shown again in a sense of identity um, in a rather big way. I mean, recently in, 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 in the grand scheme of things, because it's, well, in the last hundred years, um, through great, great um, fashion trends. Well, I suppose this is, this is a large thing always, right? Hair is, hair is always to show fashion trends and to show beauty in different ways, right? And to be accepted by the popular uh, masses in certain ways. But I think uh, recently people have shaved their heads in certain ways or dyed their hair in certain ways. And it's they're trying to show identity in that way, right? Trying to be set apart because they feel this these great uh, burdens within them. They feel these great uh, yearnings and, and emotions within them that they don't know how to express that out to the world or they feel other than the rest of the world. So they need to have a physical manifestation of that otherness of that otherness, and here I'll go dye my hair purple, right, to show this otherness, that I am, I'm a bit different, I, you know, I'm, I'm unique, right, and they don't recognize their uniqueness in things other than that sometimes, and they feel that here's the way that I can express my uniqueness, right, whether I'm rebelling against society or against my parents or against somebody out there, I'm showing my uniqueness in this, in this half-shaven head or in this crazy dying job, I, mean, I want to show my uniqueness. And it's rather sad to see in many occasions of, of people very, very much in pain, very lost and lonely and confused, and they don't know what to do. And, and I'm certainly lost and confused in many other ways. I haven't shaved my head or, or dyed my hair in that way. But but I feel for those who, who do feel lost and confused and, and, and that they that they have no other way to show their uniqueness and have no other way to be set themselves apart, have no other way to show their identity, right? Your identity is in the fact that you are a beloved child of God. That's who you are. You listening right now, you're a beloved child of God. And that's the identity that you should rely upon most, right? And that's your uniqueness. God has chosen you and set you apart from all of creation. He has chosen you and formed you. He knew you before you were conceived, far before you were born. He set you apart. And he counted every hair on your head. And he knows every hair on your head. Uh, you don't need to be anything else other than his beautiful child. But people often do um, use it, use hair, right, to show that uniqueness. And certainly to show um, beauty, right? Beauty. Beauty in the head. Beauty in, in, in the hair, right? A woman's hair presents forth a great sign of her beauty. A woman, right, Eve, was the last of creation. A woman is the last of creation. The highest of creation. The most complex and the most beautiful of creation. And to show forth that beauty, a woman's head of hair is beyond all other hair on earth. A woman's head of hair, she presents forth that great beauty. Hmm. 
and it's been you know used in different ways, styled in different ways throughout history uh, to try and present it in new ways, braided and and um, done up in different ways and cut in different ways and styled in many ways. But I think what's quite beautiful in the Catholic Church, right, from Saint Paul's um, commentary upon it, uh, a woman's head. You know, to be covered in 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 the in in the chapel in the church, um, shows forth this this idea of veiling the sacred, veiling the beautiful. Um, if you're not familiar with you know, the Catholic Church, um, the centerpiece of, of 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 the church is the altar. There's an altar cloth on there, and and even even more central, I suppose is the tabernacle, which contains the body of Christ. And oftentimes the tabernacle is veiled. Right, The altar's veiled with an altar cloth. When the chalice is brought forth um, to hold the precious blood of Christ, it is veiled. In the wedding ceremony, right, we veil um, the woman's head, right? It's veiling this sacred, in this sacred, sacred space. And that's one aspect of it. Another aspect of it is humbling oneself before before God, before his house, before the foot of his cross, right there. Veiling one's head is, is humbling yourself, right? This is your this is your presentation of your beauty. And when you recognize that as a gift from him, right, this beauty and this presentation of your beauty through your hair and you come to that and humble yourself in that before him and recognize, Lord, you have made me this beautiful, you know, you have made me a beautiful child, a beautiful, you know, daughter, uh, and you've given me this beautiful head of hair, and I humble myself before you and, and present myself back to you as, as a gift back to you, Lord, um, and veil that, your, your sacredness in the, in the chapel. Um... Not to say that this this has to be done, though. I don't, I don't mean to, you know, <laughs> say that every woman needs to veil their head. It's certainly a, a debate that is that is open and 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 available. But it's just something to to note, you know, this recognition of a woman's beauty through her hair, the recognition of the sacredness of a woman, sacredness of of her hair, and the humility that must be brought upon one's soul in the presence of God but also all day long huh? wherever you go we are in the presence of God he walks beside us okay well I, I think that's probably enough about uh, what what is hair I'd like to speak about maybe some deeper concepts um Actually, it's not actually deeper concepts. That's a lie. It's it's. I don't know what this episode's trying to be. I just wanted to talk about hair. I thought it was kind of fun, um, but yeah, maybe about hair care treatments. <laughs> I think there's there's a great industry, huh? Big shampoo. It's really taking over. Big shampoo, right? It is good to have, you know clean hair, right? We don't want to get bacteria. Um, we don't want our hair to 
rot away from whatever dirt and grime we've got in there. But our body also has natural systems, natural oils that protect our hair, that coat each follicle and, and, and protect it, you know? And, um, and, I, and I think, you know, an overuse of, of, of shampoo, which is quite common in, in society, is, is the destruction of these oils, these natural body oils that, you're, that your body's producing. Mm -hmm. and, and it's quite concerning. Mm -hmm. This doesn't mean that you should never use shampoo. Right, it's great to to get those the dirt off, right? Certainly water. Use water um, to get the dirt off, right? And shampoo certainly helps to get extra grease or sweat production out of your scalp, but it is it is it is necessary to be cognizant and mindful of the fact that it could also be leading to a dry scalp. Many nowadays deal with dry scalp. And they think that they have dandruff. Right, dandruff is certainly a medical condition that, that, that and this and this extremely dry scalp is certainly out there. It's present and, and might need specific treatment and, and specific shampoo for those circumstances. But many people claim to have dry scalp who are actually overusing overusing shampoo. Shampoo leads to a dry scalp. Um and what does, the what does the shampoo company want you to do? They want you to buy more shampoo. So what are they going to do? They're going to claim that their shampoo is useful for dry scalp. Or is, 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 is necessary for those who have dry scalp. And so you should buy it if you have dry scalp. And what does it do? It takes away your body's oils and leads to more dry scalp. And you continue to purchase more shampoo to deal with that. Hmm? Try it out. Try it out. Limit your shampoo. Maybe maybe you're using it every day right now. Go to every other day. Then go to twice a week. Then once a week. Then maybe take a couple weeks off. No, you don't have to do that. I do it once a week. I shampoo once a week. Um, right? Because I start to notice that, okay, my hair's getting kind of gross. In a sense. Uh, in the societal sense, it's, it, I clean it. I clean it every day. I wash it with water. And I clean out the oil, the extra oils, and I clean out the dirt and the grime that's in there. Uh, but, but an overuse of this shampoo, right, um, is not helpful. Shampoo and conditioner and product, these three-in-one things that come together in your hair is really leading to a lot of damage. A lot of damage. Protect your hair in natural ways. You know, try different things out. Maybe you need to use coconut oil or tea tree oil or, or some sort of thing other than this, you know, this this mixture of random chemicals that you can't even pronounce the second ingredient. Uh, the first one's usually water, I suppose. But, um, yeah, so just be mindful of that. Huh? Also recognizing that a big part of shampoo companies is is their uh, presentation of the new scent, right? Here's a new, right, especially in male um, shampoo and body wash. It's like, here, you want to get Wolfsbane and Oxbow and whatever else we got out here, the Kraken Guard. Oh, these are Old Spice um, <laughs> um, scents, but things like that, right? They they want to present forth, you know, um, mahogany and, and um, 
and bergamot or something like that. They want to have very, very male, oh, tobacco and, and campfire, right? They want to have like these crazy smells. Why do you need that? Get yourself some cologne or perfume or whatever. You don't need that in your shampoo. You know, be be, be mindful of what they're doing, you know, advertisements and, and commercializing their products to you. Be careful. Also recognize the the plastic pollution. Right, a lot of times toiletries tend to come in um, containers that are a mixture of different plastics that can therefore not be recycled properly. And even if it is just one plastic, is the recycling industry even doing anything right now? I don't know. China has us shut down from 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 giving them our plastics, so they probably don't end up anywhere except our landfills or landfills in other countries that are becoming trash piles. We're just... Ooh, that's a whole other episode, I'm sorry. But yeah, just be mindful of that as well. Mm. I suppose I'd like to speak about shaving. Shaving. I don't know about shaving legs or arms, so I can't speak about that. Um, but I do shave my face, right? Um, I don't grow a beard too quickly, so it's rather unsightly after I go uh, a week. I know, I know I need to you know, spend good time to grow a beard out, but uh, it's very patchy, very patchy hair, so I, I shave. Um, I started shaving with an electric uh, razor, right? Um, but I was getting a lot of nicks on my skin, right? It, would, um, it wasn't maintaining its, its sharpness of the blade, right? And I needed to maybe purchase a new one. And it's like, well, these are rather expensive things. And it's not even giving me a, a clean and close shave. So then I, I, I went to, um, you know, uh, um, like a triple-bladed or a quadruple-bladed um, razor. You know, using... Um, shaving cream and, and that, and that was nice, right, it has the, the little glide on there that, I don't know what they have, what they put in there, that helps it glide smoothly along your skin, but that's very good, but the, the razor heads of those, right, the, the handles they sell, very cheap, very cheap, but the blades that you need to replace are very expensive, very expensive, so I, I switched to a single-bladed uh, safety razor, and now, well, the handle was a little more expensive, right? I, I bought a nice handle. But the razor blades are cheap, very cheap razor blades that you can get. And yes, maybe you need to replace them more. And maybe it's a little more difficult to shave with it. But it's also a, a simple, a simple thing. It, it kind of harkens back to um, a vintage sense of it, right? It's kind of classic. It's very, I enjoy it. It's, it's a... Uh, it's a nice pastime to lather up and shave with a single blade. It's quite fun, I think. So, um, guys, consider that. Um, I wouldn't tell ladies, though, to use that on their leg because that's kind of scary. There's a lot of, you know, curves on your shin bone. That's kind of scary. Because um, I know I cut my, my jaw quite often. Um quite difficult to get over my jaw and I can't imagine what a shin bone would would do with a single blade <laughs> but um, okay in any case continuing on um, I don't cut my own hair right maybe maybe you think that 
with the way that I speak and be like, oh, he wants to cut his own hair probably. He probably, you know, brings out his scissors and just does it in the mirror. I would very much like to do that, but I'm quite frightened of that, right? I'm very stuck in a, in a, in a vain sense of, of my head of hair and um, quite afraid to cut my own hair and then go out in the world and like, there's this huge patch of hair that I trimmed off unknowingly in the back of my head or or just did a terrible job at cutting it. Maybe I should start learning how to do it and maybe try it out. But it, it's quite a daunting thing. But if you do that, kudos to you. I, I, I commend thee for cutting your own hair. That's great. Maybe you have a friend that, that knows how to cut hair or a family member. And that's also fantastic. You know, it's a good bonding time. Um, and it's quite simple and just like, it's nice. Mm. My mom used to shave our heads, but it was one length all around. So, right, it, it, it was nice, it was quick, and it was easy and simple. But, um, you know, in, in the vain sense of things, I'd like to have, you know, different lengths all over and, you know, style my hair in a certain way, but that's very vain of myself. So maybe I should just go to shaving my head down to one length. Humble myself, yes, I don't know. But um, but what I do enjoy, though, is a nice, nice barbershop experience. And again, this is for the men because I can't really speak on a salon experience. I guess I used to go to my mother's salon when I was like five years old. Um, but, I, but I don't really remember that. But I do know barbershop experiences that are quite nice. A classic barbershop with a nice uh, like 50s look to it, right? It, it's, it's a nice place to be. It's aesthetically pleasing and, and it's like usually... Comforting barbers, right? They want to talk, they want to chat. And maybe you don't like to chat with people like that. Maybe you don't chat to your cashier or you don't chat to people on the airplane. And you don't want to chat with a barber, but I like it, right? So I, I don't go to like the big, big chain barbershop things that get you in in two minutes and get you out of there. And, um, and these, these, these cut and paste barbershops all around the country. No, I like to go to local ones that are classic barbershops. Um, I went to the same barber from second grade until senior year of high school, um, until I went to college, and that he's quite nice. And when I go home, I go back to him as well. But I've since found many good barber shops since then that are that are quite good and very a very good experience, right? I like the one where they they take out a nice uh, single blade razor and they shave the back of your head, give you a nice lather back there and hot towel, you know, and and even the one I go to now, they give a little black, a little back massage at the end. It's it's quite an experience. They have a little cologne spritz that they give you, and they're good guys to talk to, and it's a great location as well. So I like a good barbershop experience. It's something to treat yourself with, I suppose, right? But But I would love to learn to cut my own hair and then give myself that experience for free. <laughs> I don't know, but in any case... If you're going to big conglomerate, um, commercialized barber shops, maybe it's because of the ease of it or maybe the price of it, right? And that's understandable. But reach out to some local barber shops and try it out because it's, it's quite an experience that's worth the while. Um, yes. And I, I think, yeah, with all of this, all these talks about hair, and I mentioned this uh, certainly among myself, is is the dealings of, of vanity, right? Great, great vanity comes from our hair. 
right? It goes back to the beginning where it's, this is an expression of our beauty, our human beauty. Even among men, right, it's an expression of our beauty. Maybe you want to say an expression of our handsomeness or whatever, ruggedness, I don't know. But there is great vanity in it, right? You don't want to just go down, go around with an unkempt hair or, you know, a, a poor haircut. Right? You want to look good, right? And maybe it's, you know, because you want to be accepted in society. Maybe it's because you want to look good for someone in particular, maybe a special someone. Or maybe you have a job that you need to, you know, look a certain way. Maybe you're working retail or something. Right? But, but, but. Be very considerate of, of why you care. Why do you care about the way that you look? Why do you care about your hair? I know that I have a lot, a lot of wounds to work through in this, in this um, idea. Right, when I walk down the street and I pass by a building with a, big, with a big window, a big reflective window, and I see myself, I see any reflection of myself, maybe it's yeah, any mirror that I see in public, in a in a store or anywhere really in the restroom even if my hair is not messed up i instinctively habitually do something to fix it you know i finger my i finger my fingers through my hair to comb it out i comb my fingers through my hair right it's 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 a very vain thing like i i want to be a certain way and i want to present myself in a certain way and i don't want to be seen you know poorly kempt uh it's very vain, and so maybe when you go out in the morning, after you've done your morning routine, and maybe you've done your hair up very nice, then mess it up and don't look in a mirror again all day. See what happens. Or when you're doing your morning routine, skip your hair routine. Maybe just brush it out just a moment. Don't look in the mirror. Go. Go and see See what happens, right? When you feel tempted to look in the mirror, and this is speaking to myself too, this is speaking to myself, I need to take this on. When you look at a mirror, look away. You know, try to divert your eyes <laughs> from yourself in the mirror. Um, and when you're given compliments or praises for the way your hair looks, be thankful for that, right? Be thankful for the hair that you do have and the style that you have it in and the health of your hair, whether or not, you know, maybe you're, you're not going bald or, or you have very, you know, thick hair, or very smooth hair, very good style of hair, and, and it looks very good and pleasing to the eyes. Be thankful for that. Thank the Lord for that. And thank people for their compliments. Right, but don't let it go to your head. Don't then make that your source of identity because you are not your head of hair. You are not your expression of beauty. You are yourself. You are your body and soul come together as one human being. And you are beautiful in that. Your hair does not make you beautiful. The Lord has made you beautiful. Um, the last thing I suppose is, is clean up your hair messes. Whether you're shedding all over the floor or in the bathroom you've you've shaved, or in the shower, you know, hair falls out in the shower, or something, there's hair around the house that's your hair, or out in public. You know, do 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 some to clean it up. And this, this goes to me as well. Even though I have my own restroom, I should really clean up, make, make, make certain of cleaning up my hair. All right, um, look around, clean it up. Also, 
in the in the in the sink, right in the drain. Be careful not to clog it up with your hair. Uh, get some um, Drano <laughs> and clean that clog up, right? Get a little snake and yank that hair out. After every shower, clean up the drain of your hair. Throw it away. Actually, actually, here's here's a better better yet. Uh, the last episode was about produce. Here it is. Ready? Hair is a great source of nutrients for your plants. So maybe you've just cut your hair, maybe you just shaved, or maybe you just, you know, shed on the ground or something. Pick up that hair and bury it in your garden. Or put it in your compost pile. Oh, it's a great source of nutrients for your plant. Um, yes. In any case, I don't really know what I was just talking about for the last half hour, but I thank you for listening. Um... Sorry if I if I ruffled some feathers. I certainly ruffled my own and, and helped myself to see, you know, that I'm very vain, very egotistical, and I need to work on a lot of things, stop these darn mirror checks, and keep on going with my life. I am not my hair, but I am a sinner, a sinner on my way to sainthood, and I want to choose the harder way every day. I want to sacrifice I want to experience the embrace of Jesus, the kiss of Jesus in joyful suffering. I thank you for listening. Uh, Thank you for spending this time with me. If you have any ideas about hair or in previous episodes about automobiles or produce that maybe I missed or in future episodes, if you hear things that you want to comment on more or you feel feel very called to share some ideas, um, comment, right? I'd love to hear what you have to say. <laughs> Thank you for listening, though. Right? Choose the harder way today. Choose something to inconvenience yourself. Goodbye and good day.